So as you know, I've had Skye, my dog, for about four months now, and walking her has engaged me in the various happenings of Havertown, and I get to meet different people, and I also get to meet their dogs. I find out which ones are nice and which ones are naughty, and I'm not just talking about the dogs. Recently, however, what I've enjoyed is observing people as they're flittering about putting up their Christmas decorations. I, I just think it's really charming. It's like a Griswold scene. Because everybody's getting ready for the big day. Tis the season, right? To hang up the lights, to pull out the decorations, to look up the recipes. I found myself sitting, eating a meal, and scrolling through different Advent reading lists to see if I can find a book of choice. But when I think about all these things that we're doing, honestly, one of the best resources we have, and I think it's overlooked because it's just so available, is actually the Sunday readings. If you have not done this before, I, I encourage you in the strongest of ways to really every week develop the habit of sitting down with the Sunday readings and to begin meditating on them. Like even every day if you can, just take one of those readings and a part of it. Particularly during Advent, because I find the readings during Advent to be some of the richest readings of the entire liturgical calendar. Mostly because they tend to penetrate deeply into the heart and extract from us our deepest desires. And that begins today. So the prophet Isaiah said, You, O Lord, are our Father. We are all the work of your hands. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. Think about that. With all the activity that's going on around him, the daily grind, the hustle of social activity, the typical anxieties that are consistent with just life, in the quiet of his heart, the prophet Isaiah settles in and discovers within himself a desire for God. And it's not just a desire for himself, he desires God for his people, but it's complicated. He says, all of us have become like unclean people. Our guilt carries us away like the wind. Behold, you are angry and we are sinful. And you can detect in this a kind of frustration because there's this infidelity that is a habit of his people. And so he cries out, why do you let us wander, O Lord, from your ways? There's something about that line that should really hit us. And I don't mean that as a kind of indictment, but as a moment of honesty, really, and a call into freedom. So that's what I did. Like, I sat there in front of the Blessed Sacrament and let that sink in. And I have to admit, even as a priest, my relationship with God is complicated. And it's complicated because rebellion is very much a part of my story. And I've been a priest long enough to know I'm not the only one in here. But when I pray and I enter into God's silent presence, I discover something that surprises me. More precious than a new liner for my Ford F-150 or to find a barber that won't chop suey my beard when I ask for a trim or even a winning lottery ticket, I really just want peace with God. That's what I want. And the truth is, because it's not a Father Loomis thing, it's a human thing. Really, we all do. 
underneath it all. So then the question is, where do we find it? The answer lies in Isaiah's requests. Listen to the language he's using. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. And Jesus does that. He comes down at his incarnation. He rends the heavens at his baptism. That you would bring about awesome deeds we could not have hoped for. Which is exactly what Jesus does when he raises the dead, when he casts out demons, when he himself rises out of the tomb. Isaiah desires that their uncleanness would be made clean, which Jesus satisfies in the leper of Matthew's gospel when he says to him, I will it be made clean. And of God's goodness, Isaiah says, no ear has ever heard, no eye ever seen, which St. Paul almost quotes verbatim in Corinthians as a reference to God's plans that are achieved in the person of Jesus Christ. And so what the word is revealing to us today is that at the deepest part of ourselves, underneath all of our immediate wants, is an ache. And it's not just an ache for God in general. It's a desire for Jesus specifically. And the Father responds to that desire on Christmas morning. But here's where the whole thing breaks down. If we aren't listening, if we aren't going deep inside then Jesus on Christmas becomes the solution to the problem we don't even know we have. And therefore, the likelihood of it bearing fruit is minimal. So, on this first Sunday of Advent, what can we say? Well, while you make plans for dressing your house and buying your goodies, take time to sit with God. Just engage Him in the silence. Encounter Him in the sacrament of confession especially on December 11th, when we have outside priests coming in. And in doing so, discover the God-sized hole in your heart that we now know only the person of Jesus Christ can fill.